Welcome to the 12th edition of the Peak Performance Podcast. Today's special guest is VJ Ravikumar, aka the Float Guru. Um, first of all, thank you for agreeing to do the podcast with me because I'm aware that you're all the way in Melbourne and the time difference is a little bit crazy. So thank you very much. Um, can you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Yeah, no problem, Richard. It's like um, it's 5.35 here in the evening. So it's a really good time for me to uh, do something like this. Um, okay. So basically, yeah, my name is Vijay and I'm also known as the Float Guru. I was born in India, and then I lived most of my life in New Zealand. And uh, then I came to London for a couple of years. And that's when I met you for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I've been involved with um, the flotation tank and also well-being. And uh, I also make music on the side. So I've got a couple of projects there. And uh, just following the flow of life. And now I'm in Melbourne. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. Cool. So to so some of the listeners, they may be thinking float goo, floating. They have no idea what this thing is about that we're talking about. So um, in very simple terms, can you try to explain to the listeners what is a float? Yes, definitely. So imagine a really nice little capsule or a pod, something like a really fancy bathtub. And uh, what we do is we fill this tank with about 500 kgs of magnesium salt and uh, 10 inches of water. So it's not too deep. And uh, what we later do is we heat the temperature of the water to your skin temperature. And uh, you usually go to a float center. You can book one of these pods and you go in and you lie down. And as soon as you do that, you'll notice um, that you float automatically in pretty much zero gravity because the salt water keeps you up. It's like the Dead Sea. And uh, then what we do is once the temperature is adjusted, you sort of stop feeling your body because your mind doesn't know where the temperature of the water and your skin is. And then you turn the light off and there's no light, no sound, no taste, no smell and no touch. So it's also known as a sensory withdrawal tank or sensory deprivation tank. But nowadays we use the term flotation tank because you're floating and people don't like to be deprived of things after they pay for something. It doesn't work <laughs> as a market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so in a nutshell, you spend about one hour in the tank and um, that's basically it. That's a flotation tank. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, it's perfectly explained. Um, I, my first experience with a flotation tank was probably about 20 years ago when I was um, like trying out different, um, therapies to help myself with stress and um, anxiety and stuff like that and um, the first time I went I was a bit nervous going in this tank and closing closing the, the, the door and just relaxing and letting go that was probably the hardest thing for me but once I did it was amazing and I, I almost booked it regularly um, like once a month because it was so relaxing I remember the first time that I came out the woman said to me um like relax first don't go straight out into the street because you know it's you've, you've just you know been <laughs> relaxing for like for like an hour or so and I thought what's he talking about I'm, I'm gonna be fine and I remember um just kind of having my green tea sitting down for a bit and I thought right I'm ready to to, to leave and to to go out into the big bad world and when I went out it was almost like I, I was looking into this busy crazy f adrenaline fueled 
society where everybody was rushing and it was like the cars were beep, beep, beeping and people were <laughs> you know, rushing to get past you. And it made me realise that, wow, like people are such on this adrenaline rushing, rushing through life type of thing that we need to take time out to, 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 to do stuff like this because it just made me look at the world completely differently. And it was... And now I, having done it a few times, I understand exactly what the woman was trying to tell me when she said, don't go straight outside, just relax for a bit, have some green tea, you know, you know, chill for a bit. And, and yeah, it was, it was an amazing experience and something that I need to do more regularly now because it, it, you find yourself getting caught up in the, not the rat race, so to speak, but, you know, in, in, in life, you get caught up mm. in life, you know, and mm. um, I just wanted to get that across that it's something that I need to do more of as well, but also something that is, um, I, I endorse and I think it's a, it's a great, great thing. But um, what's your, like, you know, first experience? How did you get introduced into um, floating? So what I found was about maybe 50 to 60% of the people who float nowadays, they've been introduced by Joe Rogan. Um so okay. obviously most people know who Joe Rogan is nowadays and he has a tank in his basement and he keeps going on and on about it. And I used to listen to his podcast at the time. Uh, it was about five years ago in New Zealand. And um, yeah, it just so happens that I wanted to try it and, you know, I just threw it out there and I met a couple of boys at the gym and they said, Hey, we're about to open a float center about five minutes away from where I live in Auckland. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was insane. And yeah, I just went in and they said, okay, you know, this is, this is how you do it. Try it. It's going to feel like 10 minutes. Um, my first experience wasn't profound or anything. It was just like a normal float where you're, where you're still trying to figure out. Um, they actually didn't even um, turn my session on and the pump started in 10 minutes. So I had to get out and go back in, which was, you know, uh, yeah. kind of weird the first session. But I just knew where it was going to go. Because I saw exactly what you felt, you know, the sense of calm and like, wow, yeah. I actually haven't done anything for like an hour, but why do I feel so good? Yes. You know, and it was sense of this mystery that just got me into it. And then I just started floating regularly and um, yeah, and it just yeah. evolved into this thing now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so some people might be thinking, what should they wear when they're going to, to have a float? Um, what, what, what do you recommend? Um, obviously, it's uh, float centers. You can do it a couple of ways. I like going in completely naked uh, because yes. it's a private room and you have a shower before you enter the tank so that you're clean when you enter the tank. And also, um, when you go in, you don't want anything on your body because yeah. when your body's adjusting to the temperature, um, it it's easy for you to disconnect with your body. But if you have some sort of a swimming costume on, it might you might feel it. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah, but it's, well, you can do it either way. You can do it with something on, but I would say go in. It's one of those rare places where you can be naked as well. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's what I do. That's what I do, to be, to be honest. Yeah. With you. Um, and can anybody float? Well, firstly, because it's like anyone can go to the gym, Right. It's similar. Most people can float. Um, but usually they say for pregnant women, they would advise not to float during the first trimester. Other than that, I don't see a problem in anyone floating. You can have little kids floating. I mean, they don't need to. 
Um, but we've had instances where you've had about eight-year-olds floating. And we've had my grandmother, I got her to float and she was 80. She's still alive. She was 85 at the time, I guess. Wow. And even she enjoyed it. Yeah. So because it's not, it's a lack of activity. It's like you just go in and you just float. So I don't see a reason why anyone shouldn't float. Anyone should be able to float. But also if you have a skin problem, then you might find it really uncomfortable. So if, if you've got eczema or really dry skin or bruises on your skin, then you shouldn't be floating till it heals. But other than that, it should be fine. Brilliant, brilliant. And um, one of the things that I, I found is that the first times I started to float, um, the first, say, 10 minutes or so, I would have, like, it would take me a little bit of time to adjust to where I was for me to fully relax and for uh-huh. um, some sometimes to drop into a sleep. Um, and I just want to put out there that it's normal if you um, if you sleep and nothing happens if you fall asleep in the tank. So just, do you want to touch upon that? Sure. So yes, exactly what you said. It takes about 10 minutes for your mind to settle because see you, most people come in from their day-to-day life, which could be just finishing work or you're just about to go into work or, you know, it's your day off or whatever. You come in with a lot of momentum yes. of your day-to-day stuff. You've just driven to the float center or maybe you had some work to handle that morning and your mind is actually busy. Right. And when you lock yourself up, well, you don't lock yourself, but when you go into the tank and shut the door, this busy mind carries a lot of momentum forward and you just have to let it settle. And this takes about 10 minutes, about 15 minutes. But obviously, if you practice floating regularly, then this time shortens much more. You can settle into your float in about five minutes. Um, And then your brain kind of goes through a series of different states. So obviously you have like the really calm alpha state. And then as you keep floating about 40 minutes in, you enter like a dreamy awake kind of state. And then depending on how tired you are or how sleep deprived you are, or how much your body needs that sleep, you knock out. And people ask me regularly, they're like, hey man, like what happens if I sleep? Am I going to drown? Um, it's almost it's impossible for you to drown when you're sleeping because the water is so salty that the moment your face goes, touches the water, you just wake up. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But um, it's really good for you if you do fall asleep in the tank because you enter a really deep state. Uh, It's a deep sleep. So that's why people who might sleep in the tank for even 20 minutes, they feel like they've had the whole night's worth of sleep. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. I didn't realize that to be honest with you, but yeah, if I sleep for 20 minutes, I feel when I come out, I feel, like, yeah, like I've slept for longer. Mm. Wow. Cool, cool, cool. Right. So um, we've touched upon what happens if a person falls asleep. Um, now I want to get a little bit into the nitty gritty because we've kind of talked about, you know, the entry level stuff and kind of introduced it to people. So now let's get into it a little bit deeper. And um, how, how can floating impact your mind and your consciousness? Because what I want to really do today is 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 introduce floating to people who haven't floated to let them give it a go to let them realize that it can be part of your wellness routine as well as exercise and as well as looking after your diet i, I, I really you know want to stress that this is something that can be part of like your whole holistic approach so um yep. yeah so how does floating impact your mind and your consciousness so When you look at the float tank and its benefits, it's one of those rare things that covers the whole spectrum. 
And when I say the whole spectrum, it's firstly your body feels amazing when you float because, you know, there's a lot of magnesium in the tank. You've just been weightless for a long time. So your spine tends to decompress and your muscles completely relax. So there's a huge um, float culture out there for top level athletes or anyone who trains to go and recover in the tank. So there's an insane physical benefit that firstly you'll notice instantly. No matter who you are, when you go in the tank and you float, you come out, your body feels relaxed. And yeah. it doesn't stop there. So I got interested in floating and it became my passion because of the impact on the mind and the consciousness. What yes. I mean by that is basically, um, see, the difference between you, me, and a millionaire or a billionaire is... It comes down to the mindset. It's the way we think about stuff, right? And yeah. if you really, th if you notice, um, the difference is people who do things in life, who are able to generate that discipline or get that extra motivation, it comes down to you having a really clear mind and really a mind that is listening to you. Now, when you float, because there is no sensory input, what I mean by that is because there's no light, there's no sound, there's no taste, no smell, um, which you're always, if you notice in your day-to-day -day life, you're always stimulating these senses. You're always watching something, reading something, listening, tasting, touching something. So all your five senses are engaged. So your mind is busy. Yeah. But in the tank, it's not busy because you have nothing that's going input. There's no input to you. So now for the first time, See, you're not sleeping initially. So without sleeping, you're giving your mind a break. And this is what is like the one, one of the most important benefits of the tank. Because when you give your mind a break, it's like, oh, my God, thank you. Now I can just chill and I can <laughs> like fix. I can like work on your psyche. I can really help you declutter everything that you've just held on to for the last X number of years. Or even, you know, just being so busy your mind never recovers to come back to its full potential. Yeah. So what it does is it removes all the senses and finally your mind gets to declutter. It slowly starts to wind down and you enter a state where you're just really comfortable with yourself. You're just like at peace because your mind is not playing any tricks on you. It's not thinking about <laughs> how I send that email or, you know, did I turn the gas off or what's going to happen to me in one year's time from now? It's not doing all these things, right? So once you achieve that state and keep practicing regularly, then you will notice that your mind is more present. You're able to have more focus in the things you do. And that factor of having focus changes everything for you. Yes. Yes. That's so and true. That's, yeah. Um, so that's what it's doing to your mind in a way. And also, it also impacts your subconscious mind, which we can talk about later. But in terms of your consciousness, now, when we talk about consciousness, we have to clearly define how I'm using the word consciousness because everyone has their own definition of how they would, um, what they would say consciousness is. Yeah. In this case, I'm saying consciousness as in what are you conscious of in your life? Right. So, for example, if you and I are walking down the same street and you feel really good and I feel really average that day or I'm really stressed out, what I'm conscious of in that street is different 
to what you're conscious of. Yes, yes. You would tell me, oh my God, look, Vijay, the sun's out. It's such a nice day. I feel amazing. And look, people are happy. And then I would say, oh no, like I don't like this. It's too hot. Or someone bumps into me or trip over. Anything can happen. But what I'm trying to say is my consciousness is not vibing in that zone. It's not feeling yeah. good. So I see stress everywhere. And you feel good. So you would see kind of pleasant environment everywhere. Now, for you to change your consciousness, right, you don't have many tools out there. Yes, meditation is great, but that takes practice for you to like actually get into it. But yeah. when you go for a float and when you let your mind be and let, let it do its thing and you kind of end up relaxing, your body feels great after a float. And when you come out, now taking the same example, what you were talking about earlier, after your float, when you came out, right, before you went into the tank, what were you conscious of? Not being late. I was rushing to get there. Um, yes. You know, taking a day off work to go. Um, yeah, just what I was going to probably do after my flow. Um, yeah, just yes. cluttered, really. Yes. And what about after your flow? You were conscious of something completely different. I was conscious that the rest of the world was stuck in this busy mindset that I had before I went in. Because when yes. I was outside before I went in, it was normal to me. It was just a normal day. I didn't notice anything different. It's only when I came out from the flotation tank that I realized this isn't right. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's, yeah, it was, it was weird. It was, it was almost like, the only way I can explain it was like um, a film where you, you see the cameras moving, you see the cars rushing, you see the bus beep, you see everyone rushing to get to work. And it was just like a, a crazy vision that I, I saw. And I almost wanted to go back into the, the float centre just to, to, to chill for a while. Um, but yeah, it was mad. And it made me realise then that my mind was just as crazy as the world was outside when I'd come out because I, I adjusted to it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So if you notice, when you came out, you were conscious of so you found stillness in the tank, you were still. So this stillness made everything else become a different perspective. It's just like you're looking yeah. at it as an observer. Yes, yes, yes. Right? And yes. if you notice, you, when you went into the tank, you might have had, you might have to like, you know, most people have some sort of a problem in their life they're trying to work on. And when you come out from the tank, it's not that the problem has been solved, but your conscious of a different angle of the same problem. Exactly. It's not impacting you. So right? it's, not, it's not impacting you the same way as before, but you haven't done anything about this problem. You haven't thought about it. You haven't made any actions towards it. And suddenly the problem has lost power over you. So true. Yeah. And that's what I mean by it impacts your consciousness because um, it changes what you're aware of in your reality. What are you aware of in your life? For example, um, some people, we all have people that we know that who love complaining all the time. And that's all they're aware of. They're not doing it on purpose. They're conscious only of the problems and the complaints. Yeah. Whereas some people are conscious of the positive. They find solutions and they're like, you know, really um, inspiring. So, 
you find that when you float and you come out, you move from this complain kind of zone to a zone which is more still, something that is uh, more present, something that is calm, and it gives you a different angle of the same coin. It's like a different way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And it's, it's one of the few, because like some people, if you're feeling stressed or whatever, some people may choose to drink, some people may choose to smoke. Um, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't do those things, but for me, this floating is, 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 is good for you. It helps with stress and it also helps you to declutter. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it, it really helped me to be fair, that along with different things that I was doing at the time, but it really helped me to, to declutter my mind, you know? Um, yes. And you've put it really well because I know what it did, but, the way you put it in terms of it alters your consciousness is spot on because that's exactly how I felt. I felt like a, um, I, was, I wasn't present in the, the world when I came out, if that makes sense. I felt like I was, I was viewing it from a TV or something like that. I don't know if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, it, it does, just, totally. Yeah, yeah it, just, it just felt like, whoa. You know, um, so, yeah, that's a great way you put it. And a, a little bit earlier, you touched upon your subconscious. Um, yes. I think that'd be really interesting to, if we can dig a little bit deeper into that, because how can it impact your subconscious mind? Cool. So, see, 95% of how you live your life is in your subconscious. Yeah, yeah. You don't even know how you beat your heart. You don't know how you grow your bones. Right. You don't even know how to move your arm. You just think about it and it happens. Yeah. Right. So if I take, if I, but if, you, if you're a doctor and you research and you're like, oh, this is how the brain moves the arm. It doesn't mean that they can do it better than you. You still do it. Although you have no idea how to do it. You've never read about it. No one has ever taught you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so most of our life is just under the hood, which is like, it just happens. And because it happens to everyone, we disregard it. But most of your mannerisms, the way you speak, um, the way you react to situations, what you like to eat, and everything is under the hood. It's in the subconscious. You're only conscious of 5% of your actions, 5% of your life, right? Wow. It's like an iceberg. Um, most of it is under the water. So what the problem is, is that, we don't realize this, but once you know that, oh, okay, I'm subconsciously doing this, now you've opened up a new way of looking at it. So now the first question is, okay, that's fine. 95% of my life is subconscious. How, how can I change anything? Why do I have to change it? And if so, what is the procedure? So say, for example, if anyone like whoever your listeners are, they might be working towards something and some people want to transform their life. Some people want to maybe get to a different way of living or whatever that is. And subconsciously you believe something, right? You be, you have a belief within you subconsciously, like I can do this or I can't do this. Yeah. Now that is where the result is lying. The result is in that zone where if you believe you can do this, no matter what, you're going to end up doing it. Yeah, 100%. 
So in the tank, what happens is now the subconscious resides in a zone called theta states, which is really slow vibration of your brain. Now, just to quickly explain this, if you have coffee, then you're not connected to how you feel. You're just doing work outside. You're just, it's good to work. You know, it's good to get things done mechanically. And we call that state as beta, fast beta waves. And then as you keep finding stillness or if you meditate or even if you train um, yoga, when you listen to music and you're dancing or obviously floating, it takes you into a calmer state called alpha. Alpha brain waves are a bit more slower. Yeah. And you find a bit more calmness in alpha states. Everyone experiences this state. Um, it's like just after a really good hike or something physical, after a good run. So you experience the alpha state. Now, if you keep slowing your mind down and keep finding stillness further, then you enter a state called theta, which is basically the dreamy awake kind of state you experience just before you're about to fall asleep or just after you wake up. Okay. And that is where your subconscious is. So that's why in your dreams, you can't really lie in your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> See, you yes. can't because it's a projection of your subconscious. So in the tank, as I was telling you earlier, that just before falling asleep, if you're tired, you enter these states. It's called, you know, the hypnagogic state. It's kind of like your dreamy awake kind of state. Now, yeah. now you have access into your subconscious mind. If you can plant any idea in there as a belief or as a feeling or as a new thought process, then automatically when you come out from the tank, you start behaving in that zone. Obviously, you have to practice this, but you yeah. end up being that new version of yourself. Brilliant. So I suppose the more you float, the more you instill these beliefs inside you the more you're going to believe it and the more you're going to progress and succeed in whatever it is that you want to achieve exactly that's pretty amazing <laughs> it's so simple though right it's just like yeah. it's happening so it's, it's almost like you're um you're repeating what you want over and over again almost like so you can make it manifest Yes, exactly. That's all you're doing because, see, everyone is doing this consciously or unconsciously. For example, when you say, no, it's not going to work, it's not going to work, it's not going to work, your mind is going to make that happen as if it's yeah. not going to work for you. And you'll be like, I told you so, it's not going to work, which means you're right. And if you tell yourself, no, it is going to work, it is going to work, I can make it happen, then you'll make that happen. And then you're right again. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And the thing is, imagine how many people will talk themselves up from doing something through probably fear. Um, and before they've even started, they've almost failed. Yes, exactly. And people don't realize that, for example, something that everyone experiences in the same zone, which is when you think of a red car, you see red cars everywhere. Yes, Right. So now if you think something about yourself, as in, in your subconscious, you truly believe that, yep, I have the skill to do this, or I will learn how to do this, or I am a, say, even I'm a good person, or whatever you tell yourself, this repeated story. Now you see that everywhere. Yes. 
Yes, and I think people are unaware that the mind is so powerful that you can literally stop yourself from succeeding and not be aware of it. Yes. Which exactly. Is really crazy because you would think that you really say that, for instance, you wanted to get a a Rolls Royce, and mm-hmm. a part of you thought to yourself, "Oh, I could never get it. I can't afford to get it. I can't afford it. I'll never get it." Even though you really want it, because you're repeating that you can't afford it, you probably will never get it, even though you really want it. Yes. Exactly. And all people have to do is, you know, you have to just look at, just look at the examples that we've got. For example, um, all these successful people, you ask them anything about their life and they will say that they've visualized this and they've felt it before it's happened. Yeah. Right. It's like it goes into the subconscious. Example, any, any of these athletes, they would know that they feel like a champion even before it happens. And you start to start, you start to tune yourself to that kind of a reality. It's all about yeah. tuning into like a certain frequency. And then you just tune yourself to that reality. And then you just make it happen. And it helps you out as you start the journey. You know, it's like it also helps you out, you'll find the right people, and you'll have the right experiences, it all falls into place for you. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it all just starts with having that growth mindset, like, you yes. know, so you can start to develop the tools that you need to get where you want to get to. And it's based on the fact that you believe you can. Yes. You know, um, it's, 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 I found that so um, empowering when I started to manifest things that I wanted through aligning myself and vibrating on the right frequency and things would happen to me. And if I, um, if I drank alcohol or if I went out and I wasn't vibrating on the right frequency, then I wasn't able to attract the things that I wanted to help me to get to where I needed to get to. So Amazing. It's, it's crazy how, like I said, if you just almost use this flotation as a tool to help you to vibrate on the right frequency, it can almost assist you in making the reality that you want to see. Exactly. And because there's no distraction, you have the environment where you can really clearly do this. You know, it's like you enter those states and there's no distraction. You're going in with an intention and you're saying, yep, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start feeling those emotions that how would it feel if I had something that I want already? Yes. And let those emotions run through your body. I mean, the worst thing that's happening to you is you're going to feel good. So what? You feel great about just a fantasy or whatever it is. But there's a slight um, difference here. Now, the difference is people say, okay, I want something. Wanting something and feeling that you have it are not the same feeling. Yeah. So when you're in the tank and you're reprogramming your subconscious mind, first start with the basic stuff of who do you think you are? That's where you start off. Who do you think you are? Yeah. Right. And then you start building on it. And who do you think you are and what you want? Is this aligned? Is this possible for the person who you think you are? And then you'll get your answer and you say, no, not this guy. 
okay, I'm just going to, for example, I mean, I just made up this character, the float guru, out of nowhere. Because I thought, yep, I am the float guru. And then it just evolved into this thing where suddenly my friend started saying, yep, I'll make a logo for you. I'll do the website for you. And then yeah. I started working with float centers and it just fell into place. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the first time I met you, we was talking for about 30, 40 minutes just about flotation. And it was an amazing conversation. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was, for me, I, that's how I, you, you are the float guru. You know, if I have any questions about floating, even about mindset, forget floating for a second, about mindset, about, about your subconscious, your conscious, about relieving stress. I, I, I'm confident if I have a conversation with you, you'll show me a different way to look at the situation that will help me. You know, Thank so you. I, no, it's true. So I think that, like, again, this holistic approach to to, to health is 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 something that I'm I'm loving exploring because it I'm, I'm learning as I'm going along, you know. And all of these different things, uh, uh, you know, if you put into a big melting pot, like like different ingredients, it can help you to really um, fulfill your potential, you know. Yes, hundred percent, and. That's where it said, like the holistic approach, like you said, because look, people nowadays have this tendency to separate things and put it into boxes, right? But they yeah. don't realize that you can't do that because there's nothing that is independent from something else. It's yeah. all together. It's all this one gigantic unit, right? For example, there is no... Thing, there's no separation between, oh, this is my physical health, this is my mental health, this is my spiritual, this is my emotional. No, they're all interconnected yeah. in such a complicated way. But you don't have to know how it is interconnected because you are the connection, but it just flows into each other. Right. For example, I'll, it's so simple. If I have to make my music sound better and make the mix a bit cleaner, I clean up my room first. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And that's how, how, that's how interconnected it is because now when I clean it up, my mind feels clear and I take the same mind and go and apply it to my music because it's my mind that's being represented yes. in my music. Yes, I'll give you a funny story because you just touched upon something that mm -hmm. I did this morning. I knew I was going to do the podcast this morning. So um, I made sure the desk is absolutely clear. I've got my laptop up. I've got my phone there. I've got a glass of water. Everything is just perfect. And I believed that the podcast would go a lot smoother if my environment was clear. Yes. So exactly what you just said about if you want to make good music, you tidy up your room. I wanted to make a good podcast this morning, so I made sure the room I'm sitting in now is clutter-free. It's just clear and simple. Just a phone, a laptop, and water. And that's it. Yes. You know, and um, so, yeah, I can relate to exactly what you just said then, because it's it's all interconnected. Yes. And that's what makes it like the holistic. It's like the wholeness of it, where, for example, when people want to achieve something in life, they just focus on that and they leave rest of their side, rest of their life. Um, they just put it under the carpet saying that's not important. Yeah. Right. But the problem comes when you start separating it. It's like it's all together. If your mind is great, your body feels great. If your body feels great, your mind feels great. 100%. You know, and I think it's just, like I said before, like having that mindset where you're able to, to see it. Because some people, um, I know, have a fixed mindset and everything is just, 
Um, they believe everything is a certain way and it's hard for me to, you know, get them to look at it from a, a different perspective or different angle. And I think that that can block you from having these experiences that me and you are discussing now. You know, it's about trying to have the open mindset and the and the growth mindset and not having the fixed mindset. So you can almost have a peripheral view of what me and you are speaking about or what me and you see, if that makes sense. 100%. And that's why we need tools like the flotation tank, which enables you to see that different perspective without putting a lot of effort into it. Yes. 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 Because so it's um, like, Go on, sorry. It's like when um, you can achieve these different states through like meditation and like, you know, a uh, lot of other practices. But the tool, because we are living in a modern world, it's provided us with this insane tool where you can just go in and do nothing. And when you come out, you, no matter who you are, there is a slight shift in your perception for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because when I first floated, I was, um, I, like, like I said, you almost said to me, take your time, like, you know, chill out before you come out and blah, blah, blah. And part of me in my head was, even though she's been into floating for years, part of me was like, I know better. I know me. I can go straight <laughs> out and I'll be okay. So I had that fixed mindset to be like, no, I, I know what I'm like. I'll go and I'll be fine. And it's when I went out, then I was like, she was right. She, mm. she was right, you know. Um so yeah, it's just it's it's just crazy, really. Just to I think it can, like you said, it can it can help or aid or shift anyone's perspective and view on things. Um, you just have to be open to almost letting go. I think that's what a lot of people find difficult is just letting go. Yes, yes. It's like you know, um, it's one of the hardest things to things to do. It's exactly like meditation. They're just like, oh, just stay still. It's so hard to stay still. <laughs> yeah. And it's so hard to let go. Um, but the beauty of this is there is nothing you can hang on to. Once you realize that, I mean, everything around you is changing at any given moment in time. Your body is changing. Um, your relationships are changing. Everything is changing. And once you realize that, you go along with it. That's when, see, there's a saying in Buddhism where if you go with the stream, you have the strength of the whole stream. Yeah. If you go, if you go against it, then it's very hard for you. So what you do is you let go and you just go with it. And slowly you can get to the shore because you have the strength of the whole stream driving your life. It's true. It's true. It's per perfectly put. Perfectly put. Cool. <laughs> so, um... Like we touched upon your subconscious and um, I'm really into manifestations. Um, I've got like a, a, a vision board and every morning when I wake up, I'll have a look at it or I'll tell myself, you know, some things in front of myself in the mirror. And I just try to, you know, start my day off on a real positive um, tip. So any hints and tips on how um, flotation can help with manifestations? Yes. Uh, good question, actually, because that's one of the things um, that people don't realize that the tank can do. But yeah, so what you do is first, see, you have to create an image within your mind's eye. What do I mean by that? Um, if So people worry most of the time. Nowadays, people just have this tendency to worry. That yeah. is just imagination gone negative. 
That's all worrying is. You're just worrying because your imagination has gone the other way. What we do is we go into the tank and uh, I would just suggest do a little bit of like breathing exercise. Um, 27 breaths is a good number. Once you settle into your flow, start visualizing what is it that you want, right? But there's a trick to visualizing. Most people, when they visualize, for example, whoever's listening to this, they can try and visualize an apple. Close your eyes and visualize an apple. And you, you will see that most people will say, oh, my apple is red or it's green or it's got like this little stem or whatever. But an apple is not just a vision. It's actually, it's got a weight. It's got a sound when you bite into it. Yes. It's got a smell. It's got a taste. You know, where is this apple? Is it just floating in space or is it stuck to a tree or what is it? So you give it a scenario. So when you visualize your reality that you want to enter in the tank, put all your five senses together. Brilliant. That Even is key I, because I, I didn't, now, yeah. Sorry? Even I didn't think of that. I, I would just yes. think of an apple and I would just see the apple on a tree. I wouldn't think about the other senses as well. So that's, that's a really amazing tip. Yes. So now what happens is, see, your mind doesn't know what is real and what is imagined if you can get it really close, right? So what you're doing is you imagine this reality. What are you eating there? What are you drinking? What are you, who are you with? What are you listening to? What are you wearing? Where are you? And start living this reality as you're floating and this is a bit clearer in the tank because there's no distractions there yeah. and start letting the emotions run through your body and suddenly your whole body is vibrating in that reality okay and then that's it come out of the tank and it's just magic after that because your mind has now been tuned to that is where you want to go so the map has been given to your mind yeah and and then what you do is like you said, the vision board and the affirmations are just daily reminders for you to hold that feeling. Yeah, it's brilliant. I think for me as well, what really helped me was realizing before I went in for a float was my own kind of mental state um, and what level I was vibrating on, what frequency I should say I was vibrating on because even though I wanted certain things, I wasn't vibrating on the right frequency to receive them. So yes. I was never going to receive them, to be honest with you. I just wanted them. Um, but yes. it's only when I was able to look at my thoughts and my feelings and notice that some of them, some of my thoughts and feelings surrounded by negativity. Um, so I was never going to get anything else but negativity back, you know? So, um, it, I think that was a key game changer for me as well, is just looking around me and realising that how am I ever going to manifest the life that I want when the life that I'm currently in is not going to vibrate any positivity towards me, you know? Exactly. So I think it's the first step is like, we're not saying that the flotation is a magic place where you can go and make anything you want happen, but it, 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 it like, we discussed earlier is all connected it makes you have a long look at yourself and think actually maybe i need to get rid of that out of my life and that out of my life because that is not gonna help me to get to point from point a to point b so it's it's all connected it just makes you it well from my own personal experience it made me 
look within more as opposed to going out and buying new trainers, which lasted about a week of me feeling good. And then it was old. You know, I think like a key thing that I want to get across again is that when you float, it encourages you to look within because trainers, a new jacket, your new handbag, uh, uh, you know, all the stuff, it's not there. You can't see it. (laughs) So you're, you're almost forced to look within, you know, which is a good thing in, in my opinion, though, because, um, I know a lot of people that avoid looking within and it can, it can take years. You know, I've got, you know, I know some people who are like in their fifties and sixties who are still avoiding looking within and that is where they will find their peace, but they don't go there because of fear, because <laughs> of fear or, you know, or, or the subconscious or even conscious mind just blocking it out. So they don't realize that that's where they need to go. You know, exactly. So I, yeah. So I think that this this tool for me anyway really helped me to um, find that what I was looking for was not external; it was internal. Yes, and that's the that's exactly right. Because when people want to change themselves, and if you feel your life is dependent or your peace is dependent on the government, on your neighbor, on your partner, on your kids, on a TV show then these things have you how are you going to change all these things to feel good it's impossible yeah you have to wait till the government changes or you have to wait till your next partner or whatever that is but once you realize like oh the easiest thing for me to feel good is to change how i feel inside or change myself and my attitude now you can do something about it yeah 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 it's it's, it's amazing but why do you think people avoid going there for so long because it's part of the culture you know we live in a world where having materials and all these things it's amazing it's an amazing world but since you're young we've been born into this world where it's all external you know yeah in the ancient times it was you had a lot of spare time and you had no technology and you could look in the look at the stars and go out in nature and when you're in nature it gives you a sense of this inward kind of feel but nowadays it's so hard to do that because the culture is like that for example i spend a lot of time by myself but when i go into say melbourne cbd and just hang out for a day i promise i come back and i'm like ah i need that new phone or ah i need that new jacket (laughs) why because everyone it's just adverts and everywhere I look, they just make me feel like I'm not good enough without the latest, greatest thing. So obviously it's going to impact us. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And so it's, sorry, go on, sorry, go on. That's why people, it's not, it's not us. It's just the system in which we've gone in, you know, it's, it's just the way the world is right now. So we have to do something to balance this stuff. Yes. 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 And that, that, leads on perfect to what I was going to say next is that we need to do something we can't um like like again I'm just want to stress that it's not you have a flow and you come out and it will it will solve all your problems it's it's after you've come out then you need to put the work in to not only maintain the feeling and the mindset that you you you've acquired during your flow but you need to constantly work at it so if you come out and and you're feeling good and you've had time to think about areas of your life that you may need to um, 
get rid of. So you may have some toxic friends who you might think to yourself, okay, we well, you know I need to slowly cut them off. You may be in a job where you think to yourself, you know what, it's just not in line with my spirit. I'm 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 selling properties and I've really I'm into I don't know making cupcakes. You know, yes. so it, it, it helps you to identify areas that you may need to to change to continue vibrating on that amazing you know frequency but you have to put the work in and that may mean more floats that may mean um meditation that may mean you know incorporating some exercise it may mean in um having a massage you know it may mean just yes. sitting in your, in your room you know first thing in the morning no phone sitting down playing some music and just thinking about what you want to manifest you have to put the work in and then you will reap the rewards. You can't just yes. you know, float and come out and then, oh, yeah, the apples just, you know, <laughs> appeared in my hand. It doesn't work like that. It's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's just a tool. Yes, yes, yes. You know, it's just a tool and it's not going to do the push-up for you. You have to do the push-up at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that leads me perfectly on to um, the next kind of topic that I wanted to talk about with discipline. So, um, yeah, how, how does discipline in life connect with floating? So, if you notice, most people, if you ask them, hey, man, what do you want in life? They're like, I don't know what I want, but I want to be free. I want freedom. That's like the most common answers my clients give me. And even in general, most common thing that people want, freedom. Freedom to do anything and all that. But people don't realize that everything comes in a pair of opposites. Now, what do I mean by that? Now, if you take music, music is not just about sound. It's a combination of sound and silence put together. That's what makes music. It's true, now, you know. <laughs> wow. I never looked at right? it like that before. <laughs> yeah. So if you have space and stuff and space have to be together, if it's all made out of stuff, you don't know what stuff is. If you're only there's space, then you don't know what space is. The same way how if you want to feel happy, then you know what sadness is at some stage in your life. Or if you know you're rich only because you've seen someone poor. So everything comes in a pair of opposites to make one. So when I say freedom, you can't have freedom without discipline. For example, if you want to be free to walk anywhere and like run or like just climb a hill and be fit to spend time with your friends and family and play sports, if you want that freedom... You have to train. Yeah. If you want freedom to be in the present moment and be happy, then you have to set up yourself that morning, the same way you set up yourself that morning. Every morning you set yourself up for a free day. Yeah. Through discipline. Otherwise, it doesn't mean anything. You can't flow in life without discipline. And that's the point I'm trying to make where people think, oh, I just want to be free. Um, I just want to do all the things I want and I just want to flow with life. Well, you have to set yourself up by having a really solid morning routine or whatever works for you. And then throughout the day, you have a really nice flow and you have the freedom to do whatever. And that is created by discipline. It's true. It's true. And it's funny that you should say but the opposites because sometimes people only focus on the wants and not, they don't realize that there is an opposite, like, oh, I want this car, I want to be rich, I want this, I want this, I want this. And they don't realize that on the flip side, there's a hell of a lot of stuff that needs to be done <laughs> exactly. to, to, to make that, that happen. Exactly. You know? so, You're right. 
Yeah, crazy, crazy. Like, yeah. On, like people, um, when they say, oh, yeah, I want to be a millionaire, I want to be a gazillionaire or whatever. Well, you see that side, like the cars and all that, but you don't see 80-hour work weeks coming up. You don't see yeah. no life for like yeah. 10 years in a row. You don't see that. And uh, yeah. that's a huge problem nowadays. So I've got a trick around it. So what you do is you set your lifestyle first. Right. You set the way you want to live your life first, where you're comfortable. You have to have you have your interests, you have your hobbies, and then you set your goals based on what you can achieve without destroying your lifestyle. Yes. Yes. And you know what? It's funny because I think that. It, that happened to me. I didn't nice. plan it to happen, if that makes sense. It yes. almost like I went through years of my young adult life um trying to do it the opposite way and then all of a sudden my lifestyle happened to me so now my job is my lifestyle and I don't yes. feel like I work you know it's yes. it's, it's incredible nice that's so and, good yeah and I, I always have to give thanks to the universe for allowing this because you know, there's, there's, there's some crazy stuff going on in the world right now. And, um, I, I feel blessed. Mm. I feel blessed, you know, it's, um, it's crazy, but yeah, anyway, I'm digressing. So, um, <laughs> a couple of incredible benefits of flotation therapy. If you had to name a few just to kind of round off now, cause we're coming to the end of the podcast. So what are, are your, um, a couple of benefits that you can give to the people, um, about flotation? Cool. So the surface level benefits, obviously amazing for your body and uh, amazing for your skin. And it's really good just to like relax and reset yourself. So that's one of the biggest benefits. And obviously the deeper ones is the ability to tune your subconscious and really see who you are and like go within yourself and really get to the bottom of it and being able to like come back from there. Brilliant, yeah, because one, one other thing as well is um, a couple of my clients have fibromyalgia and yes. um, I believe that floating can help with that. Yes, it does, yeah. There's a lot of research now and uh, they do find like um, pain relief instantly and also over a long period of time as they keep floating. Yeah, brilliant. brilliant. I just wanted to get that in there as well in case any of you guys are listening. Um, also, what I think is we touched upon this a little bit, but um, I think that it's good to give you a break from the kind of world we're living in where we're constantly attached to our electronic gadgets, i.e. your phones, your smartwatches and stuff like that. I think that if you watch your, well, not all of you, but some, some, of, some, some of the people I certainly know, if you watch how many times you pick up your phone, um, even when it's not ringing, is um it's <laughs> is, is, is kind of crazy so i think that you know the ability just to be in a, in a place where you know you're you get a total break from all your electronic gadgets is good um like you, you mentioned it's good for your for your skin um it, and for me i was feeling quite stressed i was in a high um sales job when i went for my first float and i i found that it helped me reduce my stress and my anxiety because it yes. made me have to focus on being present. So yes. if anyone's going through any mental health issues, I, I, I would personally say that it helped me to to relax and to almost, like you said before, take away 
my so-called problems power. Yes, exactly. Um, so honestly, I haven't been stressed in like, I don't know how many years, but I do float once a week though. So that keeps me going and I have a really solid meditation practice. But yeah, stress just seems to like melt off your body when you float. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, like you said, I haven't been stressed in a while. And this year has thrown a couple of spanners in the works. And I still kind of just believe, I'm just like you said, I'm flowing with the stream. Mm. I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to work against it. You know, I'm not trying to look for things that aren't there. I'm just flowing with the stream. And I'm, I'm, it's working for me. You know, I'm, you I'm, yeah, I'm not stressed. But I need to personally, um, on the back of this book, book a float for next week or for the month of October, perhaps one every week, just to make sure that I'm um, walking the walk that I talk. Nice. Yeah, that's it. But cool. Okay, VJ, is there anything else you'd like to say to the people? Maybe give out your social media platforms and stuff like that just before we wrap up. Cool. So, yeah, you can find me on Instagram as The Float Guru and uh, also on Facebook. And, uh, yeah, if you go for a float and if you have any questions or if you've enjoyed it and you want to share your experiences, um, anything that happened in the tank that you think, you know, is interesting or whatever it is about floating or in general about mindset, um, yeah, just drop me a message and I'll be more than happy to reply and uh, see if I can even, like, help you out in any way. And uh, yeah, keep floating. That's all brilliant. I have to say. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Thank you again for being my guest on the 12th edition of the Peak Performance Podcast. Um, thank you. And yeah. No, we'll thank you. Soon. Thank you so much for like having me. It's been great. And uh, yeah, to really, I resonate with everything you're saying. And I know that um, you're living your life in like the greatest version possible. So it's like really nice to hear from you. Brilliant. Thank you so much. And we shall speak soon. Yes. Thank you, Richard. Take care. Bye.